0: Hey guys, welcome to the School of Wellness at the uh, Wellness Campfire. Uh, Just a place where um, people will be chilling around the fire at school learning about health. Tonight I'm going to play and also pause and maybe quote certain other parts of the book called, uh, Super Life by Darren Oleen. <clears throat> I would say of all the things I've read about health and I've read a lot of good stuff about health, a lot of good books. Um, this I would say is the, um, if there was like a, a manual, a health manual, um, this is literally it. Uh, essentially if you want to be healthy for the rest of your life, just go buy this book. Again, it's called Super Life by Darren O'Lean. O L I E N. Pick it up. Um uh, you will not regret it. <clears throat> uh I'm gonna start with the section about um alkalinity and how important that is. Um, a lot of people don't get how um, the body's pH has anything to do with their health, and uh, most people have no idea that um, the way they breathe and what they eat directly affects the pH of the body, Uh, usually in a negative way towards the acidic side, and uh, if that goes on for too long, we have um, acidosis. The body essentially. Um, uh, Darren talks more about it, better about it. Um, He's been doing this for longer than I have, so uh, I think you guys will enjoy that a lot because this is not something that all of us know, yet, it's one of the most essential things that we need to know or should know um, for health stay healthy. So, without further ado, I am going to play this section, and I might pause it from time to time to talk about it, um, maybe answer some of your questions, um, and or <laughs> insert some other thing that I learned from the book as I'm going through it. I have the, I also have the paper version. Usually, I get the audiobook, but um, when it's really good, when it's this good. I'll get the paper version as well, so I can kind of um, highlight dog ear pages and whatnot. And this is this is actually I've had the audiobook for a couple months now, and it's uh, summarizes a lot of what I've already learned and then some. And that's really cool. It's all in one book, um, but I can't wait to go. There's so much that you miss when you're listening to an audiobook, so it's really great to have the the resource uh, of the book itself, you know, so I'm going to go ahead and start that. um,
1: Start that now. Life force. Number four, alkalization. If you made it through junior high school science, you probably met up with these two letters together before pH, they refer to the potential power of the hydrogen contained in any given substance. Maybe litmus paper was involved, showing you and the other kids how to test for pH. The number shows the balance of acidity to its opposite, alkalinity, in whatever it is we're measuring. More hydrogen means more acidic, means lower pH number. We all understand acid. It's corrosive, burning, it breaks things down. But this alkalization concept is hard to picture. Unlike nutrition, hydration, or oxygenation, we don't really get a mental image on this one. Maybe that's why alkalization is the least understood of the five life forces. Ask even a health conscious person, how's your alkaline acid balance? And you'll get a blank stare back. Ask your position and the result will possibly be the same. Our bodies understand all this acid alkaline stuff very well, even if we don't. The balance between the two is essential to our health, but it's not a static condition. It ebbs and flows as the body and its environment change. This is one of the many instances where the body knows how to do things that the conscious mind could never manage. As we go, keep this in mind. Every aspect of our health depends on us maintaining the proper internal alkaline acid environment. And for a number of reasons, that's more challenging than it used to be. Why too much acidity harms us. The most important thing to remember is that we should be overall slightly alkaline. This is for a number of reasons. The proteins in our bodies function properly only at very specific pH levels, a little more alkaline than acidic. Our enzymes, which are specialized proteins, are sensitive to acidity too. An overly acidic environment suppresses enzymatic action, which, as we talked about in Life force number one, nutrition, negatively affects everything in our bodies, everywhere, at every level. It impairs our ability to metabolize what we eat, which in turn makes us even more acidic, creating an unhealthy cascade. All our tissues and membranes become irritated and inflamed when they're acidified. They actually look and feel different, hardened, diseased. Alkalinity, by contrast, is a soothing influence on our bodies. When we are alkaline, our tissues hold more oxygen which supports all the cellular functions, including our ability to rid ourselves of toxins, harmful microbes, and metabolic debris. We've already discussed Dr. Otto Warburg, the German scientist who won the 1931 Nobel Prize in medicine for his discovery of the link between low oxygen and cancer. He found that cancer cells are always highly acidic. The disease actually acidifies us. Science is still trying to fully understand the links between cancer and acidity, but there's no doubt they exist. So you can see how having too much acid in our bodies might not be such a great thing. The scale that measures pH goes from zero to 14. Neutral, neither acidic nor alkaline is 7.0, right in the middle. But the scale is logarithmic, not arithmetic. An important difference. It means that each full point equals not one more or less than the point next to it, but 10 times more or less. So a substance with a pH of 5 is 10 times more acidic than one with a pH of 6, and 100 times more acidic than one with a pH of 7, and 1,000 times more acidic than one with a pH of 8. Here's a good example. Distilled water's pH is 7.0. Coca-Cola's is around 2.5. This means that a sugary carbonated Coke is 50,000 times more acidifying than pure water. Imagine what the acid in those sodas is doing to our insides. Not a pretty thought, is it? Optimal body pH varies from one kind of tissue or fluid to another. For example, blood must have a pH between 7.35 and 7.45. That's slightly alkaline. If blood pH were to go below 6.8 or above 7.8, all our cells would stop functioning and we'd quickly die. Don't worry, it won't happen. Normal pH of the lungs is about the same. Normal IPH is slightly more acidic, between 7.0 and 7.3. Stomach pH has to be way down at 2.0 to 3.0 because it requires lots of acid to do its digestive work of liquefying food. That's especially uh, true if we eat meat, which requires stomach pH of about 0.3 to properly break down animal protein into amino acids. um, Nearly every biochemical or electrical event that takes uh, place inside us, energy creation, metabolism, uh, one Oxidation, is nutrition,
0: the other is hydration, another one is oxygenation, an effect. But when another the one balance is alkalization, even a little another one is Our body automatically adjusts
1: pH levels back to where they should be. That ability is more proof of how critical alkalinity is to our survival. Simple. But each how we do section it. has um, some pretty significant are part of the uh, alkalizing detail. Mechanism. And Every that, time we exhale, we excrete acids in the carbon studies dioxide.
0: Studies found.
1: This is part of normal cellular metabolism. Whenever it's necessary to lower acidity, a our bodies simply increase our breathing rate a little. We never even notice. Listening to our skin also plays a role. Really, our bodies really push acids to the surface awesome. where Gold, they can be life. released in sweat through the pores. By you they notice Alain, that it's almost always excess acidity in the health manual alcoholism. for the human body. The reasons I'll explain later. If we need to get rid of acids, our sweat becomes more acidic. Again, we have no clue this is going on. In fact, our skin is always slightly acidic, which keeps it cohesive and also kills bacteria. But it's our kidneys, those workhorses, that regulate overall blood composition and keep our acid-alkaline balance right. They do this by sensing our blood pH and then filtering out hydrogen ions if we're too acidic or bicarbonate when we're too alkaline. From there, the acids are excreted from our bodies through the normal exits, the colon and bladder. Our kidneys, however, have a built-in limitation. They can't speed up the rate at which they filter blood, even if their workload increases, so they can process only so much at a time. When they are hit with more than they can handle, the unwanted substances just circulate in our bloodstream until the kidneys get around to dealing with them. This poses hazards of its own, of course, as the toxins or acids travel over and over through our vessels damaging us on every pass. We become acidic for several reasons. Perhaps our immune systems aren't working properly, and we're not ridding ourselves of toxins or harmful bacteria as we should, or perhaps we're underhydrated, so we're not flushing metabolic debris and other normal cellular residue. A study published in the European Journal of Clinical Nutrition found that even mild dehydration can cause changes in the kidneys, including renal acidosis, dangerously high levels of acidity in the kidneys.
0: Yeah, if our tissues aren't getting enough really oxygen,
1: bad we may become more acidic. Even emotional turmoil plays a part, releasing stress hormones that acidify us. Unhealthy relationships and negative self-image create mental patterns that affect us as surely as any physical factors. Where the mind goes, we go. The other main culprit is diet. Food either alkalizes or acidifies our internal environment. The foods we eat, once we metabolize them, leave behind an actual ash, either acidic or alkaline as an article titled examining the relationship between diet induced acidosis and cancer published in the journal nutrition and metabolism stated, acidogenic acid forming diets, which are typically high in animal protein and salt and low in fruits and vegetables can lead to a subclinical or low grade state of metabolic acidosis. And according to origins and evolution of the Western diet health implications for the 21st century in the American journal of clinical nutrition, Healthy adults consuming the standard U.S. diet sustain a chronic, low-grade pathogenic metabolic acidosis that worsens with age as kidney function declines. For the most part, the foods we should be eating lots of, fresh leafy greens, brightly colored vegetables, avocados, almonds, fresh cold-pressed oils such as olive oil, are alkalizing. Raw vegetables are very alkalizing. Fresh lemons and limes, though they are themselves acidic, also have an alkalizing effect on our bodies. Likewise, the foods we should either avoid completely or eat in moderation, added refined sugars, meat, fish, and other animal foods and animal fats, processed foods, refined grains, coffee additives, flavoring agents, dyes, are all very acidifying. Yet another problem associated with the standard American diet. Now there are quite a few exceptions to these rules. Some healthy foods, such as most beans, including lentils and peanuts, are slightly acidified. All kinds of protein, even vegetable protein, and whole grains also acidify us mildly. So do many nuts and seeds. There are even some necessary, beneficial minerals that acidify us, such as sulfur, iodine, and phosphorus. But plant-based foods contain so-called weak acids, which our bodies neutralize easily, mainly through respiration. In addition, alkalizing minerals such as potassium, which help cancel out any acidification usually accompany plant protein animal protein on the other hand contains the so-called strong acids such as uric sulfuric and phosphoric acid which are not so easy to process uric acid which crystallizes and collects in the joints is the cause of gout a painful disease that once struck only the few who could afford to eat meat often our kidneys can handle the strong acids over time only with a little help from the liver which does its part by secreting a highly alkaline substance, ammonia. This does a great deal to neutralize acids, but it's not so good for our tissues, and too much of it can cause blisters on the liver, cirrhosis, and acidosis in the long run. How about water? When still, it's alkalizing, but any drink that fizzes is acidifying because of the carbonic acid that makes the bubbles, hence the term carbonated. The sugar in drinks just increases this effect. A study published in the Korean Journal of Critical Care Medicine bears this out, finding that subjects with the highest blood sugar levels have significantly higher metabolic acidosis. These findings suggest that blood glucose level affects acid-base balance. Oxygen, alkalizing. Oxygen and alkalinity go hand-in-hand, even at the cellular level. An alkaline environment is always oxygen-rich, so, and vice proper versa.
0: Breathing can actually help exercise, you stay alkaline.
1: it's neither acidic nor alkaline, but its effects can have a beneficial alkalizing influence. However, too little exercise or too much can be acidifying. A strenuous workout will create lactic acid, which is then metabolized and neutralized by respiration. The lactic acid causes the burn and the soreness. That's acidity. But it's perfectly normal. That's how our bodies are meant to work. Too little exercise is unhealthy in every way. Too little sleep and too much worry can stress ourselves and be acidifying too. If you're going to eat that big, juicy steak, just do it. Agonizing over it will only make it worse. This is a key point. We all eat unhealthy things sometimes, and then make ourselves suffer mentally for doing it. When we consume that entire stack of Oreo cookies, then beat ourselves up over it, the ill effects are compounded by our shame, creating even more acidification. Nicotine and caffeine are acidifying. So is alcohol, so is that popular herbal inebriator, marijuana. Contrary to what you may have hoped, other recreational drugs acidify us too. And likewise, prescription and over-the-counter medicines are even worse. You may begin to see a pattern here. Life itself is acidifying, at least nowadays. This is why, as I said earlier, our bodies typically have to work to keep us slightly alkaline. Think of all the chemicals we're exposed to, all the pollutants and toxins and irritants, from the deadly to the merely irritated, in the air we breathe, the fabrics we wear, the cleaning chemicals that touch everything that touches us. We have no idea what we take in from the environment, but it all contributes to the overall acidity of life. A good example is something called propylene glycol, an industrial chemical used in food preservatives and artificial flavorings for everything from toothpaste and shampoo to tobacco and pharmaceuticals. It's practically everywhere you look. According to the Centers for Disease Control, it is oxidatively converted to lactic and pyruvic acids, which, if present in sufficient amounts, contribute to a metabolic acidosis. Exhaust gases emitted by gasoline, diesel fuel, natural gas, fuel oil, and coal have been found to affect the lungs, leading to breathing problems and something called respiratory acidosis, excessively acidic lung tissue. Finally, look at what's happening to the oceans. As pollution starves them of oxygen, the seeds become more acidic, choking the beneficial algae and other plant life found there. The same thing takes place inside our bodies. That's why I say that staying alkaline today is tougher than ever. Here's a common way we experience the effects of too much acidity, acid reflux, that burning in the throat. People just swallow some Tums or aids and try to live with it. That's not such a good idea. Our digestive tract is trying to tell us something we're eating too much acidifying food. Instead of changing our diet, we take an acid neutralizer. Both those products are mainly calcium, the alkalizing mineral. It goes right into our stomachs, which is where we actually need high levels of proper acidity to digest our food. And once again, our bad habits make it difficult for our bodies to do what they are meant to do. The danger of chronic acidification. Keep in mind, however, that we need a certain level of acidity to live. We're not going for total abstinence here. Acid isn't a toxin or a harmful substance. We're just trying to strike a balance, which is sometimes the most challenging thing of all. As I mentioned earlier, our blood alkaline acid balance is of life or death importance. Luckily, our bodies won't allow that pH level to veer into the danger zone, even if our diet and habits are less than ideal. But to maintain that proper pH level, our bodies sometimes have to take measures that actually cause us harm over time. Here's what happens if our acidity begins to outpace our body's ability to balance it. Nothing. Nothing we notice, at least at first. That's because even when our kidneys can't properly adjust the acid-alkaline balance, there's a backup system ready to go. Calcium, sodium, magnesium, and other minerals we contain are highly alkaline. If we become too acidic, we simply withdraw some minerals and send them where they're needed to buffer the acids. If our kidneys detect that our blood pH is lower, they will automatically find the minerals needed to fix it. The alkaline chemically combines with the acid to produce a neutral salt, which is then safely eliminated. Yet another miracle going on in there without us even knowing. Excess acidification prompts <clears throat> an immediate alkalizing response.
0: Body is but if our bodies are so good at
1: maintaining the acid-alkaline device. balance, Why do we need to concern ourselves with this subject at all? Here's why. The buffering of acids with minerals taken from our tissues is meant to be an occasional backup system, not a constant state of emergency drawdown. When the buffering process becomes an everyday occurrence, we begin to deplete our minerals faster than we replace them. That's what leads to trouble. This phenomenon pops up in this book more than once. Our bodies are great at adapting to adverse conditions, But those adaptations sometimes harm us as they help. We contain more calcium than any other mineral, mostly in our bones and teeth. Sodium and potassium can be found in the interstitial fluids between our cells, magnesium, in our muscles. Our buffering backup system turns to these minerals when we become too acidic. First, it uses calcium. If we use up a little of that plentiful mineral to buffer acidity, no problem, especially if we're eating enough of it in our normal diet. If the buffering becomes a steady drain, though, our calcium content can become depleted. To combat excess acidity, our bodies will produce more calcium, which is just another sign that buffering is required. This is an effective response, but over time, it too becomes a source of stress. The result is predictable. In regulation of bone cell function by acid-base balance, Proceedings of the Nutrition Society, Great Britain, Jurgen Bormann and Thomas Goetheka reported It has been known since the early 20th century that systemic acidosis causes depletion of the skeleton. Bormann and Goetheke also wrote, In the past, the pH regulation was taken for granted in persons not being severely ill, and the required buffering capacity of the organism was accepted as being virtually inexhaustible. But today, latent acidosis resulting from the gradual reduction of the buffer reserves is increasingly in the focus of interest for the development and progression of chronic diseases such as osteoporosis and rheumatoid disorders. In other words, we are depleting our mineral content to such a degree that we are making ourselves ill with serious diseases. Excess acidity doesn't just deplete our skeletons either. One long-term study found that older people who eat an acidic diet will lose more lean muscle mass than those who eat alkaline plant-based foods. Acidity equals muscle loss. We need all the lean muscle tissue we can get to maintain strength and health as we age. When we use up sodium and potassium for buffering, we change the environment around ourselves for the worse. Those minerals are needed for other important functions, such as regulating the heartbeat, determining the amount of water in our bodies, and developing electrical signals. When we drain magnesium from muscles, we suffer spasms and slower recovery time from injuries. Even as our bodies fight to maintain normal pH, damage is being done. Without sufficient levels of the necessary minerals today, we become vulnerable to chronic, debilitating illnesses in the future. The symptoms of acidosis, fatigue, lack of energy and motivation, moodiness, headaches, cramps, poor digestion, heartburn, dry skin and hair, and cold hands and feet are the same minor complaints and everyday aches and pains that people suffer stoically, thinking they can't be helped. Just normal adult life, right? Wrong. They're not minor problems. And they're not normal. And the fact that lots of other people complain about the same things doesn't mean these conditions are acceptable, let alone inevitable. These are all signs of an overly acidified internal environment, which could mean we're headed for something catastrophic. But wait, the health food store shelves are filled with calcium supplements and the supermarket has plenty of food products fortified with calcium. We can just replenish the minerals that way, right? Actually, no. Here's an interesting example of why nutritional supplements aren't always the big fix we wish they were. A recent study measured how well calcium supplements restored the mineral in people with osteoporosis. These people absorbed some of the calcium the test showed, but not enough to make a difference. Eating a diet high in mineral rich vegetables, the study found got better results in preventing calcium depletion. We can't just eat crap, damage our tissues, and then swallow a pill to make everything better. Pulling a mineral out of its natural state within whole food creates new problems. Instead of rescuing us, that calcium supplement is just one more thing to metabolize. After researchers from the U.S. Preventative Task Force, part of the Department of Health and Human Services, reviewed existing studies, they published a recommendation against daily supplementation of calcium for the prevention of fractures in postmenopausal women. A study of more than 36,000 postmenopausal women published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, found that calcium supplementation was associated with an increase in urinary tract stones. Once again, science proves the wisdom of eating whole foods to get our necessary nutrients. Unlike medication, disease prevention is 100% effective with no harmful side effects. We can actually use one kind of food to balance out the effects of another. Three servings of an alkalizing food have been found to balance out one serving of something acidified. That's a rationale for the rule of thumb that says three quarters of our dinner plates should be covered by vegetables, one quarter maximum by anything else. When we eat an alkaline diet, we are eating the foods that keep every system running as it should. Without much help from us, our bodies regulate the acid alkaline balance, but we need to do our part and help maintain a slightly alkaline internal environment to support the acid buffering system and keep it from draining the minerals we need for everything else. And everything matters. It's those two coffees as soon as we wake up, giving our bodies a jolt of acidity before we give them anything else. It's the daily highway battle with our fellow commuters, stressing us out and increasing the acidity even further. It's the eight or nine hours nailed to a desk chair, hunched over a computer and that cheeseburger and sugary soft drink, or even that sugar-free diet version, at lunch, and then a return to highway anxiety and home with a dinner that features either more animal protein or fine grains in our pasta or pizza, and maybe a drink or two to unwind, followed by a blissful collapse into the sofa. Finishing off with something for that splitting headache and the pills for high cholesterol and blood pressure, then off to bed with an Ambien. One acidifying event after another. Sure, we ate an apple and a salad and some broccoli and shot some hoops with the kids, but was that enough to support all the buffering that went on? You know the answer as well as I do. So we drew down more of our mineral stores without replenishing them. And we forced our kidneys and livers to work a little harder. And we bathed our blood vessels and tissues in a bit more acidity than was good for them. Now let's multiply this by how many days, weeks, months, years, we alone decide whether we will be acidic and unhealthy or create the slightly alkaline conditions our bodies need to provide us with a powerful beautiful vehicle to carry us through our lives. This is a perfect example of how our culture of medical science fails us. Dr. Varborg discovered the links between acidity and cancer how long ago? More than 80 years. And it's not as though it was a secret. It won him the Nobel Prize. Medical science has known for a long time that no disease, bacteria, or virus can flourish in an alkaline environment. But somehow scientists have failed to make it clear to the rest of us. Anyway. There's no point in crying over the past. What can we do now to help maintain a healthy acid-alkaline balance? Well, as we've said, our bodies manage that all on their own, but we can use the other four life forces to help. We've already discussed the crucial role nutrition plays in restoring minerals. Typically, the people who lose most minerals to the buffering process are the ones who need the best nutrition, and naturally, the ones not getting it. I suppose we could say that if you insist on eating and drinking poorly, you would better also eat well and make up for it. If you're still having caffeine and alcohol, the yin and yang of artificial stimulation, you should enjoy lots of raw, leafy greens. In the PDF accompanying this audiobook, you'll find lists of the most alkalizing and acidifying foods. There's also a list of the foods that contain most minerals. That's a good start. We need to be creative about changing how we eat. We wanna have all the things we love best Or why bother eating? Exercising will bring lots of good oxygen into our bodies, as well as force us to drink plenty of water, both of which help the alkalinity cause. And finally, doing all we can to support our immune systems will at the very least keep ourselves clear of any more junk than they already have to deal with. To-do list. Eat mineral-rich plant foods and stay away from junk in order to maintain a slightly alkaline internal environment. Our bodies know how to maintain the proper acid-base balance on their own, but we can help by eating healthfully. Eat a lot of food raw, every day. Cooking acidifies our food. Find ways to eliminate or at least cut down the everyday mental strife. Emotional stress also acidifies our tissues by prompting the release of cortisol and other stress responses. Surround yourself with people who inspire you and make you laugh. Speak honestly and truthfully about what's going book. on in Super your life. life. Start Jared paying attention Lane. not only to food labels, Here but also to the, the ingredients Just in your shampoo, in the body wash, and
0: toothpaste. These
1: industrial whatever. chemicals and the preservatives and additives in our food contribute to metabolic acidosis. The protein fat myths. too much of one good thing, not enough of another.
0: After this section, I'm probably going to read protein
1: some Protein is a book. wonderful thing. It performs a lot of important jobs. It builds muscles, organs, and connective tissues and repairs all those when they need it, which is constant. Protein is necessary for metabolism and digestion, too. It contributes to the creation of antibodies, which keep us from dying of the infectious germs that surround us at all times. It helps generate energy. Protein is responsible for our protective surfaces like skin, hair, and nails. Luckily... Protein is easy to come by. It's in practically everything we eat. Meat, fish, and eggs contain quite a bit, of course. And we usually think of them as our main source of this nutrient. But vegetables, beans, grains, nuts, and seeds provide protein too, just in smaller doses. Once we consume protein, we break it down into its building blocks. The part we can use, the amino acids. There are 21 of these altogether. Our bodies can manufacture a dozen of them, which leaves nine essential amino acids that we need to get totally from outside sources, meaning food. The human body's need for protein hasn't changed much over the past 100,000 or so right. years, but there are trends think and fads in nutrition like anything else. Protein is in style right now. For a while, we were told that if we wanted to be healthy, over. we should eat lots of I carbs that, and not but... so much fatter. The protein-fat myth.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it there. Uh, I'm just gonna read some sections from the book. I was dog earing some pages here. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, this book <clears throat> he breaks it down into these life forces. Um, these are the things that 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 uh, encourage life essentially. These forces, and one of them he calls nutrition. <clears throat> one of them he calls hydration. Another one oxygenation, and another one, alkalization, and the last is detoxification. For nutrition, he says, this is just a, a quick like summary. Uh, nutrition, pretty straightforward, right? It means everything we eat, uh, the foods themselves, and also everything they contain, which can be a very long list. Uh, we may not always know everything that's on that list, but our bodies do. For hydration, he just says, the mere fact that we are mostly water should be enough to explain this one. Oxygenation, he says, like water, we know we need it, though we don't all know the many reasons why. For alkalization, which we just heard, that section, it says, this one's a bit trickier. It has to do with the balance of acidity and alkalinity and our internal environment. For detoxification, he says this includes our immune system, which has a lot to deal with, plus the process of handling all the toxins and poisons and other junk the world throws at us. That's all it. I'm just going to go on what he says here. Uh, We've been taught to think that think of our blood and organs and bones and nerves and skin and everything else as separate matters each of which comes with different issues and concerns. But the truth is that every single thing in our bodies, every molecule and cell responds to those five life forces. The medical world has organized itself by specialty. One doctor treats the brain, another our feet, our hearts, our endocrine systems, and each comes up with its own rules and regulations. With the same internal conditions, That affect our brains, also affect our feet, our skin, our genitals, and our joints. The internal environment we create is identical for our liver, our livers, our immune systems, our stomachs, and our eyeballs. We are made up of around 70 trillion cells, and they all have the same basic needs. He's talking about these life forces. We, we just have to understand what those needs are, the five life forces, uh, and then we have to fix the way we fulfill them. That's right. Five simple fixes stand between you and feeling healthy, fit, and eternally awesome. Let's talk about how. So that's what this book is about. It's talking about how once you get these life forces down, uh, you're setting yourself up for
1: for success. Uh,
0: let's see. I'll read it. maybe a page or two from this. This one says, "Feeding ourselves." This section says feeding ourselves it's the begin, in the beginning of the book, page 10. Uh, to understand why these are the keys to proper nutrition, we need to remind ourselves of something pretty basic. Before we eat our food, our food eats. It's a key point. Um, it, too, is nourished. It grows up and develops. It absorbs and metabolizes and excretes and retains um and makes use of what it needs. What does food eat? Sunlight. Plants actually consume and store the energy of a star that's 93 million miles away. A pretty cool trick. Air, water. Mostly though, it is nourished by the soil. What's in there? More than we imagine. Dirt is a mysterious complex stew of minerals, vitamins, metals, organic materials, microbes. Um, Let's see, where was I? Yeah, dirt is a mysterious complex stew of minerals, vitamins, metals, organic materials, microbes, microscopic living organisms that themselves consume and excrete and lots of other essential stuff. The plant, the tree, the vine, they take their nourishment from the soil and use it to grow their product um, the produce until we come along and eat it. Not coincidentally, since we and those plants all are all alive and important an important thing to have in common, we animals require many of the same substances substances plants do. And in the same forms and in the same forms. So when we eat The vegetable, the fruit, the berry, the bean, the grain, the nut, the thing itself, then we get its nutrients intact and available for absorption by another living being, us. A fruit or vegetable is like the go-between, a way for us to absorb the substances that exist in the soil and the world. That's the amazing journey of nutrition from the soil to the plant's cells to ours. We feed our bodies, um, we feed our bodies, but we nourish our cells. That's the level at which we most truly exist. Each of us a miraculous collection of over 70 trillion or so cells. A lot goes, a lot goes on inside our cell walls. Chemicals flow in and out on tides of fluid. Energy is created. Messages are sent and received. Substances are created and destroyed. Debris is carried away. Our cells contain our blueprints, the genetic instructions for keeping us alive and thriving. But even our genes and chromosomes respond to their environment, to the conditions we create by our choices. We have genetic dispositions, true, but how they are expressed depend Depends a large degree on what we put into our mouths. There's a whole new science devoted to to this very subject, uh, epigenetics, which looks at how and why genes express themselves. Once Once we believed our genes were our destiny, now we're learning that we have more control over them than we thought. If we maintain the health of our DNA through positive lifestyle choices, food, water, habits, even thoughts, we have a chance for long, productive lives. We can also turn on gene expression that causes disease with poor choices. If the damage to our DNA becomes too great, bad things ensue, like cancer, to to name just one. Uh, Lately, scientists have devoted lots of attention to our telomeres, the tails of our chromosomes. Telomere length is connected to how much stress, nutritional and otherwise, we put on our bodies. The more stress, the shorter the telomere length, the the briefer the life. Every single food choice we make matters at the cellular and even the chromosomal levels. As amazing as our cells and chromosomes and telomeres are, they still need us to provide the proper raw materials to fuel all those cellular functions we have to eat what our cells need so what do our cells need they need water which we'll discuss in life force number two hydration oxygen two which is the subject of life force number three oxygenation and they need food protein carbohydrates Fats, those are the so-called macronutrients, the basic requirements of life, the substances that create our bodies and fuel them. Beyond those, we need a long list of other things just as vital, like like vitamins, minerals, salts, enzymes, -enzymes, (laughs) coenzymes, antioxidants, electrolytes, micronutrients, phytonutrients, flavonoids, carotenoids, microbes acids and uh, on and on it's a lot of it's a lot to keep track of science is always discovering new ones no way we'll remember them all so what's the best way to give ourselves what they need you guessed it a wide variety of whole fresh clean plant-based food a lot of it raw Let's go through that list one by one. So so basically what he's trying to say is that we're made up of food. We are what we eat. So if we eat like shit um, and we eat things that don't have any nutrient density, meaning they don't have a lot of nutrients, they're nutrient-like devoid <laughs> um our body is going to suffer our immune system is going to suffer our health is going to suffer overall and um this is health this is not this is not medicine a lot of people confuse this with medicine uh oh they might say something like oh you're not a doctor how can you be saying this stuff i'm like no i'm not a i'm not a doctor Um, I I don't choose to be a doctor. I I would never put myself in that position. Um, I promote health. I believe that when we have health, we don't need the doctor. We may still want the doctor, but we don't need the doctor. Um, And that's the truth. That's what it really comes down to is when you have good health, a lot of these conditions, these diseases, these, this illness, heart disease, uh, osteoporosis, you know, Alzheimer's, a lot of this stuff, uh, cancer, even, all this shit goes away because, uh, it can't exist in our body. Um, it proliferates in the body. <laughs> when we have health, our body is in homeostasis and these things don't happen to us or depending on our health and our state of our health, that it's less likely to happen to us. Uh, here's a simple to-do list he has here on page, uh, what page is this? 172. It says, take care of the other four life forces. Proper nutrition. Let us see if it has some other. No, okay. It says, take care of the other four life forces. Other four life forces, proper nutrition, hydration, oxygenation, and alkalization in order to boost your detox system. Um, Otherwise, you can expect your body to fight off disease and um, rid you of the harmful substances you inadvertently take in. Don't become a booze hound or a drug user, but even so, modern life hits us with so much air and water pollution so many unknown chemicals in our food and drink Uh, such an array of industrial additives and irritants in our clothing personal care products and surroundings that we have to take care to avoid those harmful substances as well as possible Eat foods and adopt habits that support your liver and kidney function, since those organs, especially the liver, have to handle all the toxicity that you absorb every day. The next one is uh, get plenty of iron, copper, zinc, folic acid, and the coenzyme Q10, as well as the vitamins b the vitamins A, B, especially B6 and B12, C, and E, so that your immune system can function properly. Um, Brightly colored fruits and vegetables are typically high in antioxidants, which is why it's important to let your eyes guide you. I guess he's meaning look for high colored fruits and vegetables. Uh, Let's see. Some section about how to feed the kids. I think I bookmarked some other things in here. Uh, Another simple to-do list. Uh, Take some essential supplements. Um, Our current nutrient environment, our, our current nutritional environment is such that we need to take supplements. Where our diets are lacking. Eat healthy foods and drink plenty of water and then support those habits with supplements. (laughs) Gotta give you guys a side note. This, uh, I'm in, I'm in Glendale, California right now and apparently the Armenians are celebrating, not really celebrating, but they're, they're driving around with their flag and uh, honking, and just basically being visible to others who aren't aware. But apparently uh, Armenia is fighting Azerbaijan in, uh, overseas, and they're trying to raise money to support um, the cause. So they're being patriotic here in the States, which kind of different, kind of cool. Uh, it's just amazing. Last week or so, it's been constant uh, car parades and all kinds of stuff. So, But anyway, uh, that honking was them on their way out, honking at each other. It's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, another simple, another item on the to-do list is take a vitamin D supplement. Most of us don't get enough, and it is so important in cancer prevention. If you are not eating animal foods, you should almost certainly take vitamin B12, which performs several important functions. Uh, Take next slide. Take enzyme supplements, which support digestive health and necessary biochemical events that take place throughout our bodies. As we discussed in this chapter, most people should also be taking supplements of Certain vitamins or certain minerals, um, essentially fatty acids, and even protein for those of us who don't get it from animal foods. I think he's talking about mainly for people who, who are vegetarians. Yep. Uh, green f- Green foods increase detoxification. They balance acidity and alkalinity, lower the inflammatory response and boost the immune system. So eat a lot of green foods. That doesn't seem like rocket science to me. Final word on the five life forces. Let's read that. Okay. As I've mentioned before, and more than once, key thing to remember about the five life forces is that each one you get right works to support the other four. If we eat properly, that good nutrition will automatically help us or automatically keep us slightly alkaline. And that in turn sorry about that. Um if we if we eat properly, that good nutrition will automatically keep us slightly alkaline, and that in turn will keep us will help keep us mineral rich. Healthy eating also means we're getting lots of antioxidants, which aid our immune system in fighting disease. If we eat right and drink enough water, our tissues will be oxygen rich and fill us with energy. Hydration and oxygenation also help our bodies to eliminate toxins and cellular debris. The opposite is also true. If we fail to maintain one of the life forces, it drags down the others, setting off a cascade of failures that can be seriously damaging over time. Key word here is over time. If we eat a lousy diet, our ability to detoxify ourselves is weakened. If we can't detox right our enzymatic function is diminished when that happens all our cells suffer drink too little water and cells can't properly metabolize the foods we eat when that takes place we put extra stress on our detox systems if we're acidic our cells become oxygen poor which gives cancer and other diseases a better chance to defeat our immune systems the meaning in all these connections is clear the five life forces are in reality just five parts of a single life force this is where all our scientific knowledge suddenly turns into wisdom to me it's mind-blowing the moment of clarity when we see that we have the power to nourish ourselves regenerate ourselves energize ourselves, heal ourselves, truly know ourselves, and thanks to air, water, and whole, fresh foods. Pretty amazing. Just looking at these sections here. I could probably read this. One last thing. I lied. There is a sixth life force. This is the most important one of all though it's hard to imagine what could matter more than breathing, eating, and drinking. (laughs) But without the sixth life force, we'll never gain control over the other five. The sixth life force is attitude. My attitude is what has made me so fanatical about my health, and now yours too. I want the best life possible, a super life, and I hope that you will want the same for yourself. We underestimate the force we have as individuals to create and change. We have so much power if we will just allow ourselves to use it. My attitude is what has made me so obsessive about finding the best food there is, the freshest, cleanest, and most potent nutrition the planet has to offer. For some reason, I can never get to the point where I say, okay, this is good enough. I'm always aware that there's a higher level, some new thing I can't imagine right now. And if I search, maybe I'll find it. Even if I don't go there, I want to try. Uh, I have traveled hundreds of thousands of miles in the process, bumping into very odd cultures, natural healers, and traditional ways, and I love doing that. However, it doesn't mean anything unless I apply what I learn and share it, paying it forward, completing the loop. Attitude is what engages me and pushes me to insist that we are meant to be strong and completely amazing, strong and completely amazingly alive, and that we owe it to ourselves to do everything possible to get there it really does drive me a little crazy to see people settle for less than they deserve especially from themselves i truly believe that once we recognize the miracle that we possess the miracle that we are we will all begin to live accordingly i've seen the other side of this too i think of my father before he died of alcoholism. He was a wonderful man, but he created his world in a way that left him feeling as though he had no choice but to drink. You decide that something is true, and guess what, it is. Having a great attitude, living the life we want, or at least going for it by taking real action, bestows upon us some practical benefits. We are subject to mag- magnetic forces like everything else on the planet and it seems like, it seems that, that like attracts like. Your positive attitude and actions will draw you toward people who share that outlook and they will echo and support your life, your efforts to live well. We all give off energy. Scientists are actually measuring this now and studying its effects. Emotions and mood have a powerful influence over our physical beings. That we, that we know for sure. Still, I didn't study all this health stuff just so I could be smart about something or so I could tell other people what to do. I learned it because I desired to figure out how to make myself stronger, healthier, and ultimately happy and balanced. It goes back to the to that day when I was a kid who decided to eat a lot of grapefruit, i take control over my body and my life. Since then, all I wanted was to understand what I have to do to get the most out of living, all the joy and pleasure possible, and then go do it. Because as far as I know, I'm not getting another life. If this one doesn't go so well because I didn't make most of it too bad i don't get a do-over if you were to go on a vacation somewhere to paris or even disney world you'd want to make the most of the experience to have the best stay possible how can you accept any less from your time on this planet the main thing to remember is why we're doing this it's not just to make ourselves happy Earth. it's not just to make ourselves healthy. Taking care of the five life forces isn't the point. Learning how to keep our bodies in great shape isn't the ultimate goal. Being healthy matters only because we need good health to have everything else we want. Fantastic lives, happy, positive, balanced, full of passion and energy and love, truly living. That's what matters most. Isn't it? Part two, the really useful section. So this must be where he has all the stats. Let me see what else is going on here. The foods we'll eat and why. Let's see. Protein. He's talking about sources of protein don't involve meat uh, let's see what was the most inter- interesting here uh, sources of iron copper zinc phosphorus natural sources uh, good fats almonds almond butter avocados chia seed. Freshly ground, uh, let's see, coconut oil, cold-pressed extra virgin olive oil, cold-pressed organic flax oil, freshly ground flaxseed, raw milk or butter, unpasteurized from garlic, grass-fed goats or cows, sacha inchi oil, walnuts. There's, there's a bunch of, of uh, natural sources of, of minerals, Natural sources of calcium, magnesium, potassium. He's got a list of all the natural sources of iron, of copper, of zinc, of phosphorus, of manganese, of selenium, and the vitamin vitamins, you know, natural sources of vitamin A, vitamin B. It's pretty thorough. What's up, Cliff? It's such a thorough book. I can't even tell you. It's like literally the manual. If there was a manual for health, this would literally be it. I'm not joking around. Uh, vitamin C and the natural sources of vit- vitamin C, vitamin D. Um, I'm just going to read this because it's important. Vitamin D is primarily synthesized from the cholesterol um, in skin exposed to sunlight. Vital for key biological functions such as calcium and phosphate. Phosphate gut uptake, bone and neuromuscular health, immune health, and many other important roles. The number one nutrient for the regulation of all cancers. Uh, He says here, certain mushrooms, including chanterelle, oyster, portobello, shiitake, and cremini, better if exposed to UVA, UVB. So he's just basically saying, get... Your vitamin D. So you want to keep your immune system strong and prevent cancer. Get your butt out in the sun. What I do, uh, I mentioned this. I've mentioned this before, but what I do is I basically uh, have a timer. Um, you can either use a watch, you can use your phone, just figure it out. You know how to find a timer. Uh, find a timer. Depending on the heat. Over the sun, what time of day you get out there, you'll get a feel for, like, how much sun you can take without, like, burning your skin. For me, that's about, it just depends on the day, but, like, a maximum of about 10 or 12 minutes. And they say all you need is 10, something like that. You know, so, just depends on the day. Like, if it's a really, really hot day. Uh, I can only do about six minutes in the sun at a time. I think you can walk away and come back and your skin is, is ready to roll again. So i um, ready to take a, a shot of vitamin D from the sun uh, without burning. So it's, it's one thing if you were to sit in the sun constant for an hour without any sunblock, of course you're going to get burned probably depending on who you are and what, where you are in the world. But, uh, if you do little hits of vitamin D, you're going to be better better off, you know. So I um, highly encourage you guys to do that. Yeah, sources of vitamin E, vitamin K, alkalizing foods. Yeah, I was looking out for that, so I'm going to read those. The alkalizing foods he's listing is uh, alliums, in other words, or onion, garlic, chives, shallot, and leek. He's got almonds, apple cider vinegar, berries, chili peppers, citrus, fresh citrus, Um, cruciferous vegetables such as broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, uh, cucurbits, I don't know if I've heard of that term before, but yeah, that includes cucumber. Watermelon, squash, pumpkin, cantaloupe, greens, kale, red leaf lettuce, romaine, mint, parsley, herbs, sage, oregano, basil, and so on. Himalayan salt. Didn't know that was actualizing, but that's good to know. Seaweed, spices, uh, and he's suggesting ginger, cinnamon, mustard, turmeric, curry. And then sprouts and stevia, interesting, stevia is alkalizing, did not know that. Um, Natural sources of fiber, all whole veggies and fruits, apples, beans, chia seeds, chickpeas, coconuts, whole, uh, let's see, freshly ground flaxseed, oats, pumpkin seeds, quinoa, walnut. He's got detoxifying foods. He's got antioxidant foods. He's got anti-inflammatory foods. He's got prebiotic foods. Probiotic foods. Immune supports, immune system supports. He's listing, he says certain foods supply us with essential nutrients and important non-essential molecules that play important roles in activating and regulating our body's defense system. Those are, he lists aloe vera, echinacea, garlic, ginger, golden seal, mushrooms. He's suggesting uh, shiitake and turkey tail, um, onion, organic raw, local honey oxygen and alkaline foods see page 219 i'm on page 223 anyway um yeah a good a good uh stir fry if you wanted to do that is um uh, mushrooms onion garlic and um either like broccoli or like bell pepper Really good, and you know, let's stir-fry, stir-fry-amazing uh, combination. Uh, it's just interesting. He lists organic, raw local honey, that honey would, would be an immune supporter. I have to look more into that. Uh, let's see, he lists stuff: uh, foods that are good for your brain, foods that are good for your blood foods that reduce stress the brain and the adrenals in particular help us to cope with stress so we need to eat foods that support those organs in their work uh, he lists chamomile ginseng licorice root passionflower raw nuts and seeds such as almonds pecans basil nuts and sunflower seeds uh, Shisandra berries Never heard of that. Skullcap. Never heard of that. St. John's Wort. Have heard of that. And valerian. Interesting. He's got natural foods to boost your, your energy. Uh, joints. Foods that are good for your joints. Uh, let's see. He's got foods that are good for sex, (laughs) Uh, foods good for your skin, good for your eyes, foods good for our natural sources of food, good for your eyes, muscles. What else? He's got ten great crucifers. Cruciferous vegetables are known to possess high amounts of fiber and vitamin C. Many phytonutrients are found only in crucifers. He's listing great berries. He's got 10 great nuts, 10 great legumes. This guy's just listing like crazy. List maniac here. Uh, t- list of 10 great seeds, 10 great leafy green little vegetables, great anti-cancer foods. I'll read those off in case you aren't familiar. Um, I'll I'll Alliums, such as garlic, onion, and chives. All leafy greens, kale, spinach, etc. Beans, be black, green, kidney, and bung, among others. Berries, cereal, grasses, in other words, wheat, barley, and so on. Fermented foods, such as yogurt, kefir, and kimchi. Nuts, such as almond, basil, and so on. Quinoa. Spices such as curry, turmeric, and ginger. Sweet potatoes. Didn't know those were anti-cancer. Tea. Uh, green and ruibos. Might look into that. Need to go, go get some tea tonight, so I might check that out. Ruibos. He's got 10 great heart foods. He's got anti-high blood pressure foods. He's got anti-heartburn foods, um, great color foods. He says here, uh, hue is a reliable indicator of high nutrient, high polyphenol, and high antioxidant content. We need to get some of every shade. Eat your colors. So he's got the different colored vegetables. And foods, so to speak, mostly fruits and vegetables so we 've got the red, the red color <clears throat> foods, the orange color foods, the yellow color foods, blues and purple color foods you <clears throat> 've got ten great common spices you 've got great common herbs, healthy sweeteners, <clears throat> healthy drinks aside from water. I agree. He's got coconut milk here and water. Let's see. Fruit juices, fruit smoothies, freshly juiced from whole fruit. Green tea. I prefer green tea as well. I think that's a great option. What else has he got here? Green veggie juices. Freshly juiced. Totally agree. Uh, it's it, it gets taken up instantly by the stomach basically since it's liquid it gets up up taped that's the correct word for it but gets taken up almost instantly it doesn't have to be digested really so it's it's almost like taking a drug uh instantly instantly assimilated uh let's see the other one is herbal tea these got kefir made with water and whole organic raw milk kombucha kombucha Let's see, uh nut and seed milk such as oat, almond, and ham. Like oat milk. I should try that. It smells pretty good. Um, Chobani soup like I guess it's like extra thick is pretty good. Uh one of the ones that's that's good. Oh, let's see. Super nutrient dense superfoods. Or some Nutrient dense superfoods. Let's see um, Wow, he's got a lot here shit This is probably what he's found he's a superfood hunter So I'm just gonna list a couple of these some of these are probably ones. I've never heard of a heard part of that acerola uh, Algae blue green chlorella spirulina um, He's got aloe Amla, A-M-L-A, he's got ashwagandha, astragalus, baobab, cacao, camo goji, golden berries, uh, inca berries, Um, in parentheses, he's got uh, inca berries, maca, moringa, look that one up, he claims in the book that that's pretty good. Good one. Um, mushrooms, he's suggesting chaga, reishi, maitake, cord, cordyceps, cordyceps. He's got rhodiola, sacha inchi, and ton, tonk, ali. I want to look all those up. I uh, might want to just get this book. I'm telling you, this is like the ultimate. uh Guide to Health. Darren's 10 day eating plan, he's got in the book. So he's got like this whole back of the book. Literally, I think the book ends, uh, I don't know where it ended. Probably, I think, 195, I think, was the last page of the regular part of the book. And literally, there, that. That was about two thirds of the total length of the book. So let's say the book the book was is total three hundred pages. Two thirds of it was the book, and then the other third is literally all kinds of resources. You know, lists and what I've been reading, um, like this eating plan. He's just talking about you know, all kinds of stuff back here. I could I could have a whole Uh, talk just on that so on some of this stuff in the back that i have not i've yet to experience he's got different recipes here Uh, um like salad recipes and stuff i don't know yeah darren's 10-day eating plan it's crazy he's got the full-on eating plan for 10 days oh pretty cool pretty cool stuff day 9, day 10, let's see, Darren's Daily Simple Fixes, Uh, what has he got here, I'm probably going to read some of this stuff again, I'm I'm just going to, I'm just randomly going through stuff, hopefully this is uh, helping you guys, Uh, Darren's uh, Daily Simple Fixes, Uh, one of them is drink at least half an ounce of water per pound of body weight. Half an ounce of water per pound of body weight, but closer to your body weight in ounces. A 120 pound person should drink a a minimum of 60 ounces of water daily, or around half a gallon. Add a, add half a teaspoon of under, unrefined crystal salt, like Himalayan salt, to each gallon. When you drink your water, vortex Vortate it, love it, and structure it. It will work better in the body that way. Water is sensitive. I've also heard to be grateful for your water. The water outside going in and the water inside. Because we are like 70-something to 80% water, something like that. Uh, Cut way down on meat, fish, eggs, and dairy eating them only once or twice a week at most, and even then in small portions. Make sure your beef is grass-fed, your fish are wild caught, your eggs organic and free range, and your dairy, grass-fed and unpasteurized whenever possible. Wow, he's got a whole ton of items here, my God. Drink green tea, eat organic berries, fresh or frozen, Eat raw leafy greens every day, the darker the better. Seek out fermented foods like kimchi, sauerkraut, miso, and tempeh. Replace pasteurized cow's milk and cheese with fermented kefir or raw yogurt. Eat almonds, almond butter, and almond milk. Remember to sprout and soak. Don't know what that means, but I'm yet to learn. Maybe someday. Eat cruciferous vegetables. Broccoli, broccoli sprouts, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, cabbage. This goes on and on. It's like pages of this. Um, Breathe a lot, all the way in and all the way out. Breathing with your nose is one of the best stress reductions you can perform. Let's see. Go barefoot. Uh, Shoes weaken the muscles in your feet and keep you from feeling the earth even better go barefoot outdoors so you can feel the planet's vibration which is beneficial to your health walk on grass or dirt or sand take a hike ride a wave climb a rock hug a tree reconnect to the forces that made us I like this one. I've done this. And it makes me feel really good. Um, allow yourself to feel chilly. Turn on the cold water for the, fir- for the last 30 seconds of every shower. Jump in a cold lake or ocean. Go outside on a cool day in a t-shirt and shorts. Uh, a little chill pumps the capillaries, increases fat burning, stimulates the immune system, and keeps you young. I'm just kind of reading randomly from this stuff, so. Hope you guys are enjoying this. Uh, bunch of acknowledgements. And that's pretty much it. He's got a, a, an acid alkaline list in the back. Appendix A, after page, it's like page 281. Shows all the alkaline forming foods fresh foods are generally more alkalizing and he's got let's see neutral foods and he's got acid forming foods and he says meat and processed foods are acidic give you an example of those Uh, aspartame uh, bananas barley bran butter cow, cassine, cereals, unrefined cereals, cheese, chestnut oil, chicken liver, chicken meat, coffee, decaf. Um, it doesn't list regular caffeinated coffee as being acidic, but that's probably in the uh, neutral food. Well, I'm not seeing it there either. So it looks like decaf coffee has got the acid, has more acidity. Uh, corn, cow milk, crackers, cranberries, cream cheese, duck. So a lot of, uh, meat products and animal products and, uh, dried goods and some, uh, things like cranberries. That's pomegranate. Yeah. Those things that are. bit more bitter perhaps it's the bitterness that's more acidic i don't know uh let's see uh alkalizing actions this is a good one things to do to alkalize the body love kindness peace prayer meditation exercise or movement breathing deeply he's got parentheses oxygen obviously we need oxygen oxygen alkalizes gratitude giving here list is good. this is good there's another one that good part it says uh acidifying actions actions that acidify the body which you don't want uh, overwork fear anger jealousy stress resentment overtraining, overexercise. over Um, lack of sleep, and fighting. So pretty much everything that causes emotional and physical stress is acidifying. So I think I'm just going to call it a night. I hope you guys got a lot out of this. Again, this is the book Super Life, S-U-P-E-R-L-I-F-E, Super Life by Darren Olin, O-L-I-E-N. The five simple fixes that will make you healthy, fit, and eternally awesome. And I can tell you, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it till I find a book that's better than this. And that if there's any, if there was ever a book that is more of a a manual of health for the human body, kind of a, a maintenance manual, this would be it. Um, how to live without disease and illness. This would be the this would be the one and I will definitely let you know if I find a better one but to date and I've read a lot of good books about this um, to date this is the one that some, summarizes about everything I've learned like I said into one book and it's pretty spectacular holds its own you can check it on Amazon the reviews are exceptional there's very very few like one star reviews and a whole lot of of five star so definitely pick your up pick pick yourself up a coffee, do yourself a favor, read that book, share it with your friends and your family. Um I just can't tell you how uh how awesome the words in this book are. I'll be sharing more of it. Over time with you guys. But, uh, alright, well, thanks for joining. Uh, figure I'd jump on here from time to time and, uh, read something to you and answer any questions. So, uh, if you haven't followed the podcast, the School of Wellness, do so. Follow the School of Wellness and, uh, jump on Podbean. And uh you can jump on to the live uh live stream when I do do go live and have a little chat in the in the chat box or you can even call in. Looks like I'm pretty sure I can have eight up to eight callers all talking about the same topic topic or you know, kinda sitting around the campfire. So that's on Podbean. If you're not familiar with Podbean you can get on there as there's an app. There's an app for that. Anyway, love you guys. Um, have a great rest of the week. Um, hopefully I'll be on sooner than later. Bye for now. Until the next time. See ya.